Wreckage of this aerial device. Last Saturday, the military shot down a surveillance balloon from China, which had traveled across parts of the U.S. for a week, leading some to criticize President Biden for a slow response. I'm Jackie Quinn. As for that Chinese balloon, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin turned to a hotline set up with Beijing to defuse the situation. But Assistant Secretary for Defense Eli Ratner has told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee China's military views it as something that they turn on and off uh, to express displeasure with other things that are happening in the relationship. We think that's really dangerous. We continue to have an outstretched hand, including uh, immediately following uh, the downing of the balloon. And unfortunately, uh, to date, the PLA is not answering that call. The FBI has discovered another document with classified markings at former Vice President Mike Pence's home. Pence's team says he agreed to the search at the White House. Both our nation's strong democracies have been tested of late, very much tested. Our institutions are put in jeopardy. President Biden met with Brazil's President Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. Both the United States and Brazil, democracy prevailed. In the earthquake zone of Turkey and Syria, survivors are still being found, but it's mostly bodies now. The death toll more than 23,000. This is AP News. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Hey, Cudigy to all my friends and relatives in four directions. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. I'm here to ask you for your support. Finding honest, Native-centered news is not easy. But with your support, we're able to provide accurate information about Standing Rock, Line 3, treaty violations, and COVID-19 in our Native communities. Please visit Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon and donate if you can. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Pinigigi, and thank you for your support. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 22, then sunshine on Saturday with a high of 41. 
There's no better time than now to experience the new Maggie's Lounge at Crooner's Supper Club. Serving up light fare and cocktails, no concert ticket is required. Crooner's Supper Club, just north of 694 off Highway 65 in Fridley. Croonersmn.com. Portions of Native Roots Radio may be pre-recorded. It's a good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victors. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Hey, Kadigi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Zoe, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. Yes, and I just want to remind everyone that this portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic in Minneapolis honoring health and tradition. Thanks, Zoe. That was a great job. Hey, I want to throw out some tobacco and prayers to uh, my colleagues at a former high school I taught at that there was a a stabbing today and uh, uh, a student uh, passed on. It's very sad. And um, I just want to mention that and honor honor, uh, the staff and the students um, that are going through all this and uh, prayers to the the family um, uh, of the deceased student, uh, really heavy duty. And now let's get to uh, Ogama with the news that you don't hear anywhere else here, here anywhere else here on Native Ritz Radio. Welcome, Ogama. Hey, Bujuanian relatives, this is Ogama Ganuakwe. I am a citizen of the Red Lake Nation in northern Minnesota, and I have some news and information here for you on Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. First thing I would like to say is that our prayers are with the family of the 15-year-old student of uh, Harding High School in the Twin Cities in St. Paul, uh, who was killed in a stabbing today. Um, our hearts are first and foremost with the students and their family, and also with the students of Harding High School. Uh, police do say they have apprehended the suspect, who is a fellow student of the deceased, a 16-year-old boy who is also a student at the school. And um, they say that they responded to the incident at around 11.45 a.m., and staff members were providing medical aid. Um, and the ch- the child, the student, was transported to Regent Hospital, Regent's Hospital, where he later died. There's been no other suspects or victims Um Authorities have also said that they're working to find out what led up to this incident, and it's obviously very early in their um, investigation. The Ramsey County Medical Examiner is going to identify the victim and determine a cause of death. Governor Tim Walls um, had a statement that came out and, um, you know, basically saying that, you know, he's heartbroken for the Harding High School community and the family of the student who lost their life. And... Um, The Minnesota Department of Education has also put out a statement um, that they are in solidarity with Harding and St. Paul Public School communities to offer uh, their full support to help deal with the tragedy. Um, CBS News has done some really um, great coverage on this. As we find out more, we'll maybe touch base more on this. Um, 
but just wanted to put some prayers up uh, to that student. It's always a tragedy when our youth uh, are taken from us too soon. So um, I also wanted to touch base on some a little bit of news here in the uh, in the world of the environment um, and, uh, you know, kind of where this intersects with the political world. Um, there is a press release that just came out uh, from Honor the Earth uh, talking about Vice President Kamala Harris's trip to St. Cloud, Minnesota on Thursday. Um, and her goal was to talk about electric vehicles or EVs and uh, community members um, from Honor the Earth um, were there to talk about the proposed nickel mine um, and to invite her to visit their lands. Uh, community members and Anishinaabe residents about 100 miles north of where the vice president was scheduled to seek um, rhetorically invited her to visit their homelands and the impact zone of the proposed Talon Metals, Inc. Tamarack nickel mine. Talon proposes to supply metals, primarily nickel, uh, for EV batteries. Um, and that project is near the Mississippi headwaters and wild rice lakes. Um, it's being promoted as a green mine because of an agreement between Talon Metals and the automaker Tesla. Uh, but green mining is a term of greenwashing and it's framed to put people against uh, renewable energy. Um, before any official permitting of this project, um, this his Native Nations have been speaking out against this mine. Um, and the Biden-Harris has recently announced $114 million in federal subsidi subsidies, federal subsidies, the Talon Metals, because they're going to be doing battery materials processing um, in a plant located in North Dakota. Uh, but that facility has also not undergone permitting or scientific review yet either. According to Talon Metals, they think that this would streamline permitting process, the permitting process in Talon's favor. But um, Winona LaDuke and uh, Tanya Abed, um, who is a community activist and a member of the Mille Lacs Band of Ojibwe, said Rice Lake and Sandy Lake are treasures to the Ojibwe Nation. More specifically, they are precious to us because we live here. This is our home and we are here to protect it. And, uh, you know, this proposed mine is something that uh, Honor the Earth has been talking a lot about. And I know I've mentioned it here on Native Roots Radio as well. Uh, but Talon Metals is an exploration and marketing company. It's a joint venture between them and the global mining giant Rio Tinto uh, Kennecott. And that controls mineral leases for the Talon Metals. Rio Tinto has a really bad track record of environmental degradation and human rights abuses. And um, in 2020, there their corporation came under scrutiny for destroying aboriginal remains to build an ore, iron ore mine in Australia. And, um, you know, we really do need to talk about, um, you know, some of these investments in clean energy and climate change solutions are, of course, needed. Um, but nickel mining really poses a high risk to indigenous communities here in Minnesota and to fresh water, to natural landscapes. Um, and it's for a mineral, mineral that is um, not critical to most EV batteries reproductions. Nickel is less critical than many other ones. Um, not that that makes it any better, but the quote that I keep hearing about um, lithium mining, about nickel and copper sulfide mining is that you cannot mine your way out of a climate crisis. More mining is not going to fix this. So we need to remember that as we um, continue to go into these, um, into these spaces and uh, reminding ourselves that 
um, these projects uh, may end up doing more harm than good in the long run. Um, there is a big win in the environmental world. Uh, as of yesterday, um, the Huber Engineered Woods uh, announced that they will no longer be moving forward with their planned um, OSB mill on Minnesota Power property, which is what they said. Uh, but the OSB mill, also known as the Huber mill, um, was planned in uh thereabouts to deforestate the Chippewa National Forest and uh, was going to have a spreading reach of uh, contaminants that were uh, going to affect uh, many tribal nations and uh, treaty territory in northern Minnesota. Um, it basically got left up to the city of Cohasset and uh, the Herald Review in Grand Rapids, Minnesota notes that the uh, city of Cohasset was devastated by the cancellation of the $444 million Huber engineered woods product, but also notes that it only would have brought 150 jobs to the city. Um, and, you know, this project was um, really a not sustainable project when it comes to deforestation here in Minnesota. Um, so this is a win in the climate movement, I think, as far as most people are concerned. Um, OSB tends to be a toxic product. So um, cheers to everybody uh, who worked on this, including uh, Annie Humphrey, uh, the artist and musician. I know this project uh, was something that her heart... Um, really wanted to stop and uh congratulations to everybody who's worked on that for the success um in other good news for this friday uh patrick mitsuing who's a member of the cree mukwa first nations is uh going to be performing in a series of performances leading up to the super bowl uh this weekend he's one of several indigenous dancers and the sole dancer rep representing canada during the event's programming uh the nfl the national football league's decision to recognize the indigenous land on which the game takes place uh is historic because this is the first time that it's happened in 56 Super Bowls. Um, and it's really a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the dancers. Um, really excited to see that. I'm not a big fan of the Super Bowl, but I'll likely tune in to um, catch that. And, um, you know, these actions, they raise awareness for Indigenous culture, for Indigenous history, and also perspectives of Indigenous people. Uh, but it also really helps for organizations and uh, Native communities to build... Um, relationships and build meaningful um, consultation and communication between one another. So this is a really good step in the right direction. And uh, shout out to Alberta Native News uh, for covering this story and uh, to the people who put that story out so that I could see it. I'll have some more arts information uh, next week. Remember that uh, February 14th is the National Day of Action for our missing and murdered Indigenous relatives. Find an event wherever you live in Turtle Island and uh, take care of yourself. Well, hey, Pinagigi, Ogama, great uh, new spot as always uh, to end the weekend. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. And up next, uh, we're going to have Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan stop in with a quick spot. And our guest today is State Senator Mary Kunish. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. 
Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient self-serve and prepackaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale local community food producers whenever possible. More at Seward.coop. We at AM950 wanted to offer more thank you gifts for the great listeners who have become members. Brand new for 2023, AM950 has the new National Parks poster featuring photos I took at the National Parks. Members who sign up for a one-time $99.50 membership or a recurring $25 per month membership will receive the brand new AM950 National Parks poster and the AM950 2023 calendar as a thank you. Go to am950radio.com, click on the tab, and become a member now. Thank you so much for supporting AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Buju relatives, this portion of the show is supported by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, we got uh, Senator Mary Kunish on tonight. And, but before we get Senator Kunish on, let's uh, hear from our Lieutenant Governor. Please uh, welcome Peggy Flanagan. Buju, this is Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and I'm joining Native Roots Radio with an update from the Walls Flanagan administration. The legislative session has continued to be extraordinarily productive as our partners in the legislature continue to send bills to the governor's desk for his signature, including the Crown Act, which prohibits racial discrimination based on natural hair texture and hairstyles, the 2040 plan to get Minnesota to 100% clean energy by 2040, and the PRO Act, which establishes the fundamental right to reproductive freedom, including the right to an abortion in state law. And I can't tell you how powerful it was to have my daughter by my side as Governor Wall signed the PRO Act, knowing how many folks had come before her who have fought for her right to sovereignty over her own body. We will continue to fight to ensure that we can make our own decisions regarding how and when and if to start a family. And for Native women, for women of color, uh, for the LGBTQ plus community for Minnesotans who live in rural communities and also for our neighbors and surrounding states, we want to make sure that people can continue to access abortion care. I heard from my friend Hillary before we signed the bill 
Uh, she lives in North Dakota, and she talked about how meaningful it is to ensure the Native people from North Dakota can continue to come to Minnesota to get the care that they need. So we're not done fighting until every single place in this country, people can make their own decisions about their bodies. But it was a powerful day, and it was a good day. And we will continue working towards good stuff for all people in Minnesota. Last time, uh, I shared the highlights from our full budget rollout, where we are focused on making Minnesota the best state for kids and families in the country, investing in our climate and economic future, protecting the health and safety of everyone in Minnesota, and creating strong jobs and infrastructure across the state. Throughout our administration, the governor and I are committed to strengthening the government-to-government relationship and building meaningful relationships with tribal communities, urban and rural, and all of whom are impacted by the decisions we make, and that also includes, of course, in our budget. So today I'm going to dive in on some of those budget items focused on those communities. Part of making Minnesota the best place for kids to grow up is investing in world-class education for every child. And it makes a difference when children can see themselves reflected in their classrooms and their curriculum. So we're investing in increasing the base funding for American Indian education aid to improve academic outcomes and meet the needs of Native students. We're offering Native language revitalization grants to school districts to offer instruction in Dakota and Ojibwe and other Indigenous languages so that students can stay connected to their identity and to their culture. And creating the Minnesota American Indian Scholars Program to provide uh, tuition support and free pathways for Native students through their undergraduate education. It's really exciting. And we know that housing is a foundation for health, safety, and growth, but for far too many of our relatives who are experiencing homelessness and housing instability. That's why our historic housing budget includes $44 million directly to Minnesota's 11 sovereign nations to address their urgent housing needs, $100 million to preserve and rehabilitate existing housing so that it can remain affordable, $128 million in down payment assistance and closing costs assistance to help more Minnesotans become homeowners, and resources to help connect our relatives experiencing homelessness with shelter and resources, as well as working to prevent homelessness in the first place. And while addiction has touched every part of our state, addiction has touched most families, including mine, the opioid crisis has disproportionately impacted our Native communities, so we are focused on investments to expedite access to behavioral health services and targeted investments to reduce disparities for opioid use disorders. And we're also working to add traditional healing grants into ongoing base funding and grants to recruit and train more Indigenous people and Native people and people of color to become mental health professionals and licensed alcohol and drug counselors. We're also proud to be the first state to create a missing and murdered Indigenous relatives office, but the work didn't stop there. We are now working to add resources to that office to add staff and expand their capacity, as well as creating an advisory board to help direct their work. You know, this is, it's a lot, but this is the budget that I've been working towards my entire career. And it is because of the voices of the community that we are able to do this good work. So stay tuned for the February forecast where we will get an update on the state surplus and release our revised budget proposal. And then the real work begins. Gichi miigwech, Pina Gigi, and back to you. 
Wow. Thanks, uh, State uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. And uh, we are here now with uh, uh, State Senator Mary Kunish. And it was great uh, that the governor mentioned uh, that program that you helped start, the Minnesota Minnesota Missing and Murdered Indigenous uh, Task Force. And uh, uh, I just got to give you a big peeny geeky because I know all the work as a representative and now a senator that you got that going. And uh, one of the first places in the country. So uh, we are pleased to always have you on, and it's good to see you, State Senator Mary Kunish. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody. Um, it's really good to be back here. Yes, um, this whole Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Indigenous Relatives um, uh, movement has really been uh, at the core of the work that I have done here at the legislature uh, once we established that that task force and got ourselves through the task force, of course, we wanted to make sure that the recommendations that came out of that uh, were going to be addressed and, um, you know, not forgotten. You just don't do a report and then let it sit there. Really put that report to, to work. So we did that. And the very top uh, recommendation was to create that permanent office of the missing and murdered indigenous relatives. And we were able to do that about a year or so ago. Of course, um, there wasn't the funding um, that that uh, the lieutenant governor mentioned in there. Uh, so we've been able to slowly build, you know, in those uh, support systems, both financially and then um, the partnerships for our director, Juliette Rudy, to to have those supports. This year, um, or excuse me, last year, um, I was inspired by now Representative Alicia Koslowski to create a reward fund for that MMIR office. Um, Alicia spearheaded that effort up in Duluth, and the city of Duluth actually created a... a um, a reward pool for uh, cold cases and that sort of thing. So I was inspired by her to do a state one that would be housed in the MMIR office. And then one day I was driving to the Capitol and I was looking at all these different specialty plates that we have for parks with our state bird on it, with our state flower on it, for fishing, there's sports team ones, there's uh, you know, dozens of them. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we should make a MMIR office, uh, our MMIR um, uh, license plate. Like, yeah. And so we did. Well, we didn't make the plate yet, but we, I went back to my office that morning, told my assistant and an intern my idea, went to my committee hearing two year, two hours later, came back. And they had created the bill already. And um, had we passed any omnibus bills last year, that would be um, completed. But we're bringing it back this year, uh, both the reward fund and the license plate. Anybody in Minnesota would be able to purchase that license plate, put it on their vehicles, and then the funds, the fee that goes, um, that is charged, would go towards the MMIR office. And I know that uh, Representative Koslowski will be um, having that bill heard next week in the Minnesota House. So we're building on all the work that we've been doing for the last six years. Uh, Minnesota has majority uh, DFL Democrats. And so, yes, we are working quickly. We are working um, fervently 
But they're all really good bills, you know, around housing, about unemployment for our hourly workers. Um, Robert, you know how important that is for our um, our, stu- our teacher, our the comparas or educational right. assistants who don't get unemployment in the summer, which is just absurd. I mean, right. our um, you know construction gets unemployment. All these other temporary or seasonal workers get unemployment, and for our school workers not to get that, and it's not just our EAs and paras, but our um, lunch ladies, you know, the food, bus drivers, food service, custodians, all of them. So we do have a bill. I'm hoping that we will hear it next week um, in the evening, but maybe I'll share a little bit more when we come back. Right on. Yeah, I did so good to see you. And I know you uh, helped us out last week with a great segment, like the old old days, the old times of uh, the two-hour show. I really appreciated that. But we've missed you and missed your updates. And there's so, so much good things happening at the Capitol. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, exciting for the, the few things that you just mentioned. Uh, that is really exciting. So we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and we just listened to the Lieutenant Governor. And later in the show, we're going to talk to Zoe Allen. Ho, ho. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Ho, ho. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Dear John, uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. But when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Patrick. February is the month for love, but when was the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? If your carpet hasn't been professionally cleaned, you are breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, and germs that keep recirculating again and again. And what's worse, you're going to be stuck inside breathing that nasty stuff for months. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love for you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms Zero Resified from the Twin Cities' number one carpet cleaner starting at just 119 bucks. Plus, this month only, they are throwing in a free hallway to sweeten the deal. But hurry, this deal won't last long. And because love has no limits, Zero Res is going to take 75 bucks off your air duct cleaning. You owe it to yourself and your family to breathe healthy, happy, and clean. Call Zero Res right now, 9520-RES, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the AM950 special. Zero Res. 
Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 22, then sunshine on Saturday with a high of 41. If you're someone who has thought about going solar but are unsure if it's right for you, sign up for All Energy Solar's winter webinar. Visit allenergysolar.com slash webinar to register for an event and see what incentives are available for you. This is Winona LaDuke of Honor the Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Neen, this portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Uh, thank you, Zoe. Uh, oh, here, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish of the beautiful state of Minnesota. And I don't know if you uh, know Zoe. Uh, Zoe's a new member of our team here, State Senator, and also... Uh, the niece of uh, Susan Allen. So uh, we have a political show going on here today. Oh, oh, you're muted. You're muted, State Senator. Here, I'll show you the cup here. There we it's, go. There we I go. Know. <laughs> well, I think you muted me. So oh. uh, anyways, <laughs> I wondered if you weren't uh, related to to former state representative uh, Susan Allen. So uh, your auntie, uh, when she ran for office, my daughter was helping her campaign. And she said, we need volunteers and we need somebody to bring food to these different events. Will you help? And uh, uh, and I, I said, of course I'll help, you know. Who doesn't want to get the first Native person in the House uh, elected? So she was successful in it, uh, Susan was. And then when I decided to run for office, um, I asked Susan for uh, an appointment, sat down, kind of reintroduced myself, told her about what I wanted to work on, and she said, I will support you. And so that was um, a huge bolster to me as I entered the foray of uh, running a campaign, being a um, being a candidate, and then when I finally got to the house, she was like a mentor to me. And um, when I actually pitched the idea of the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women's Task Force, uh, re- then Representative Allen was um, very supportive. And I, I really had no idea how to go about doing this. Uh, but she gave me a lot of encouragement. And so I kind of miss not having her around the, the Capitol, even though I'm over in the Senate now. And 
think she did just take a position within the state government. So maybe we'll be running into her again. Cool. Yeah. You might know more than I at the moment, but I haven't had time to catch up with her yet. But um, that just reminded me of uh, when I was in college, I just graduated this last year from McAllister, and um, I called my auntie just asking about the task force because I had to write a paper on it. And so it was really wonderful to be able to just call up my auntie and ask her about who's, uh, you know, pioneering the beer, the pioneering, bad word, who's, um, you know, at the front of um, the bill in, you know, and so I was able to write a paper about it and it was just really informative. So I had heard about you through her um, and I've read some of your work and, you know, and also Sarah Deers. So um, mm-hmm. it's really wonderful to meet you, even if it's on air, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, your auntie was the very first Native American, male or female, to be elected to the Minnesota House of Representatives. So she holds a, a important part of um, our state history and certainly held the door open for all of us who, who followed in her tracks. So when you see her, tell her uh, Chi Miigwech. Oh, I will do. Chi Miigwech to you, too. Hey, yeah. we have uh, Zoe working for our state center. Maybe we can get Susan on the show now. Ho! Oh. Mm. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes. Uh, hey, I want to yeah. switch gears to more of a, a sad thing. My former school that I worked at, I don't know if you heard, State no. Senator, all the news uh, that's been out in our, the prayers that uh, we started the show with and Ogama mentioned in the beginning. Uh, it, uh, You know, you being a former educator uh, along with me, and that, that's my school, my heart just goes out to the, the students and the staff, uh, you know, and uh, it, I just can't imagine uh, being there through that horrific uh, sequence of, of really terrible events. Yeah, it, it really breaks my heart that there is so much violence um, in this world today, you know, with our youth, with um, between adults, um the fact that kids have access to guns and, and, and fatal weapons and that they're using it against each other is just really heart wrenching. And I wish I had a, I wish I had a way or an idea of how to, to bring that to an end. You know, as the chair of education finance in Minnesota, I um, have the ability to, you know, basically finance our educational system here in Minnesota, which is a huge responsibility. But we have conversations, um, the education policy chair, uh, Steve Swadzinski and I, we had a huge conversation today around um, keeping kids safe in school, keeping our teachers safe in school. We just had that six-year-old, you know, shoot a gun at his teacher. Um and, you, you know, I think every generation is like, oh, my gosh, what has this generation come to? Well, we've really, really, really come to the apex. And I don't know how we can instill positive, respectful um, uh, uh, attitudes, you know, not only in schools, but in, in our in our um, in our world, you know, uh, right now, we look at what hap- is happening in Ukraine. 
We saw how GOP were so disrespectful to our president when he gave his address. We don't we we've just lost the 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 role of dignity and respect and I really wish we could find a way to bring that back. It it really breaks my heart to think that a mom and a dad or siblings you know sent their 15 year old off to school today and they will never see him again alive um that's just really heartbreaking yeah it is and i think you know when we're lucky and i just want to take a couple steps back we're lucky to have the trifecta in the state of minnesota and that we can talk about these things and i and and not blame but look for solutions i mean there's a mental health crisis going on within the schools as you know state senator with with our three years uh, almost three years of covid uh you know just think about it as a sixth grader or a ninth grader hadn't been in school full time since he was sixth grade or she was sixth grade that to me is just amazing or sixth graders yeah. since third grade or seniors since eighth grade or ninth grade and you know mental health uh has got to be in the forefront of what you guys are talking about. And I'm glad, you know, like you were talking about your committee, that you guys um, are former teachers. All of you are about one are former teachers and we're boots on the ground and they can understand maybe the nuances that like the press and other people can't. Yeah, I. it's very true. I mean, we think of things, I think, through a very different lens than previous um uh, chairs or or uh, policymakers are have done at the house in the um, Senate and in the House, and I'm hoping that uh, I never lose my perspective or my lens of it's our students first, it's the students first, it's the teachers second, and then we 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 move up. Um, from there. So when um, school districts and superintendents and um, folks lobbying for our um, educational system come to me, I always ask, how is this going to directly affect in a positive way our students? And if it's like, oh, it's a new program, it's a new curriculum, um, our administrators are going to be able to do this and that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to know how this is going to affect a classroom, all the classrooms. Is it going to be um, another teacher in the classroom? Is it going to be another paraprofessional in the classroom? Um, I'm not looking for, you know, the newest and brightest and shiniest because I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly of that. And um, so we are really looking at, you know, from that very, very classroom level, um, getting the resources. And when you talk about mental health um, assistance, uh, our disability, our kids with disability, our EL kids, um, those that are struggling to read or, or, you know, have fallen behind on math. And not that we're not going to look for our mainstream kids or our gifted and talented kids, but it's really addressing those students um, where they are at this moment. Because not every, there's probably not a one of them that if you gave them a test, they would all score at the same level or have the same right. competencies. And in order to do that, to address them and meet those needs, we're going to need a lot more staff. So. We have um, legislation to increase the pay for paras. And as I said, uh, pay, pay unemployment. Um, we have uh, bills to 
put more resources around mental health into the classroom for the teacher and the students and, of course, um, all of those, but also how can we provide community services that kind of provide those wraparound services that that um, are going to help the families as well. It's one thing we can do when kids are in school, but they're going to leave our school and they're going to go to the park or they're going to go play sports or they're going to go home or they're going to go to their grandparents or, you know, who knows where, you know, how can we make sure that, that wherever these kids are, those um, places and those people have the resources they need to be happy and healthy and safe and thrive. So we've got a lot of work to do uh, yeah. at the Capitol, and we are doing it. Yeah, you definitely are a state senator, and uh, it, uh, I was glad to be able to get you on because you've been so busy with uh, committees and uh, all these all these things. And uh, Wendy said she saw you on Tuesday when she was running around. Yes. Yes, I, I was talking to somebody and I wanted to stop and say hello to her and she's going one way and I'm going the other and I wanted to say hi, you know, and um, unfortunately we didn't connect, but I did get one of the wolf posters that you have behind you and it is um, hanging in my hanging in my office. Right on. Yeah, and I know you're a big supporter of our relatives uh, with hooves, tails, and fins, so I really uh, appreciate, we just appreciate you and uh uh, and appreciate your updates that you've, I, I don't know, Mary, you've been on for four years, three years. How long have you been on? I think it's at least four. It might even be five. Wow. Yeah. Well, and definitely. And we really appreciate you. Um, what do you got cooking? We got like 30 seconds here. What's coming up uh, on the mm-hmm. on the ballots here? Mepa Iqua. I wish I could have gotten to that, but we'll save that for next week. In uh, bolstering the Minnesota Indian uh, Family Preservation Act, should ICWA go away? Wow, perfect. Wow, wow, wow. We got to do a show, and maybe you can help host it uh, just on ICWA coming up here soon, because yes. in June in June is when... Uh, when uh, the the you know the rubber hits the road, so to speak, and so we want to be prepared, and it sounds like you're helping Minnesota be prepared. Thank you again so much, Pinigigi State Senator. It's always our pleasure here on Native Ritz Radio to have you on. Wopila, and thank you, Alice. <laughs> yeah, and and Zoe, what a, sm- a small world, right? We have a small community. We're all intertwined. We are all related. Don't forget that. Right on. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll be right back with our new uh, our new uh, partner here, Zoe Allen, and talk a little bit about where she's coming from and how excited she is to be on Native Roots Radio. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. 
located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hey, it's Tom. Many local utility companies and cities have recently renewed incentives for installing solar panels in 2023. This is great news for people looking to go solar, but the electrical grid can only handle so many systems being added to their current infrastructure. The electrical grid has limited space for connecting solar energy systems, so it's important to secure your place on the grid and go solar before someone else takes your spot. All Energy Solar is hosting a winter webinar where you can learn more about local solar incentives and electrical grid congestion. These webinars are free and open to the public, no matter if your property is residential, commercial, agriculture, or even something else. And during your webinar, an expert from All Energy Solar will be available to answer all of your questions. If you're someone who has thought about going solar but are unsure if it's right for you, these webinars are a perfect way to learn more. Interested in attending? Visit allenergysolar.com slash webinar to register for an event and see what incentives are available to you. Bijou. I am Oshawashko Gijig. I'm from Red Lake Nation, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Good one, Zoe. Hey, I want to welcome Zoe to the team here of Native Roots Radio. And, uh, you know, it's fun, uh, Zoe. We're all connected some way or another. And I know state senators uh, talked about your aunt in in over the years a lot you know so it's it's really fun and then you know your dad helping us with the store uh big time in downtown minneapolis and then when we're at the fair um his connections with the art world and um it's just uh we're all connected and i want to just welcome you and uh uh to to native roots radio the team oh miigwech yeah so yeah, it's been um, really fun to be on the show tonight. I'm definitely a little nervous to talk, but <laughs> it's um, also just really fun um, to hear what all the updates that um, everyone's had. Um, but I can say a little more about maybe who I am, um, yeah. where I'm from. So yeah, my name is Zoe Allen. I'm a citizen of the Rosebud Sioux Nation, and I'm also a descendant of the White Earth Anishinaabe. I actually have lived up in White Earth for the last 13 years. Um, Well, actually, I was in college for four of those um, down in Minneapolis. But uh, before that, I lived in South uh, Minneapolis when I was just a kid growing up um, with my parents and my little sister, Sadie. Uh, Both of my parents used to work at the Circle newspaper, actually. So I grew up very much a part of the South side Minneapolis art scene so yeah yeah. and then and you're a graduate of McAllister College here in the Twin Cities which I always called the Berkeley of the Midwest uh and uh what uh what was your major and uh tell us a little bit about that yeah so I studied sociology and American studies uh I also had a legal studies concentration which was definitely influenced by my aunt Susan as she's a she was a lawyer before she was um, an elected official. And I just wrapped up school in the spring. And then I went on a trip to Paris with a class um, that I was a part of. And that was a really incredible experience. Um, 
as complicated as institutions of higher learning are, I did really enjoy my time at McAllister. And I just was reflecting today on some of the courses I took and how incredible, um, how incredible they were in my professors. And it was the first time I had met so many indigenous professors and wow. see yourself in somebody in a place like McAllister is really powerful, although complicated, but it is really powerful. Um, just like it is to see, you know, our native women in office in our yeah. state um, and nationally too. So um, yeah, I've just been really lucky to grow up surrounded by a lot of really wonderful native women and of course, really wonderful father, um, mm -hmm. Joe Allen, who's an artist himself. And so oh, is my mother. They're both photographers. So uh, arts really informed my childhood, my sister's childhood, and how we look at the world. So All My Relations Art Gallery, which is run by NACDI, is um, also a really important place for all of us because it was one of the first places my dad had his work in and you know they really supported his career so hearing from um angela yesterday was really great to kind of see the that the cycle of how artists have gone through that place has continued and how much they supported her too to be where she's at today so um yeah it's been really nice to be back in the twin cities for the last four years i was in saint paul at school and now i live in minneapolis back in south side again <laughs> and it's kind of come full circle for the short time I've been on this earth. So that's been um, really wonderful. And uh, my parents live up in White Earth um, currently with our dog Pookie and our cat Pete. <laughs> and oh. they're getting ready for Sugarbush now because it's, oh, yeah. spring feels like it's coming a little early this year. Wow. Um, so, yeah. We it's, gotta, it's, we got to... Um, we got to plug in our trees out here. Let's let's do it. Uh, uh, you know, how does it feel? Well, I guess listening to the show because you know now you're working with us. Uh, how do you feel about the? It's almost a potpourri of a uh, guests and and um, uh, things we talk about here on Native Roots Radio. It, it, because I think you can't put natives in uh one box there's so many nations and different uh you know the, the pan indian kind of thing uh, you know ho chunk uh you know don't burn sage we we burn you know flat mm -hmm. cedar and things like that and you know mm -hmm. what do you think of the show and uh, all the different i mean it's always inspiring for me to see the lieutenant governor and especially when I was teaching and tell her uh, thank you for doing what you're doing because of what you alluded to with your professors is that, you know, my kids get to see somebody that looks like them in, a, in a, an important place. Exactly. Yeah. Um, education is really, really important to me as well and our family as a whole. Um, and it is really cool to now be able to interact with people like Senator um, Kanish, uh, especially since I've like written papers, like I was saying about, you know, bills she's authored and things. So, um, I love that the Twin Cities, um, urban native, urban Indian community is so small and vast. It's, we're so diverse. We have so many incredible people that have come out of here and, and yet everyone knows each other. So it's really, um, like kind of feels like such a big family in a lot of ways. And, you know, family can be dysfunctional too, but I think <laughs> what 
I really love about this show and just listening for the last couple ones I've heard this week is the humor at the center of all of it, because I definitely do believe that that's how we as a people have been able to continue is that we've been able to make light of a lot of pain and we do it in a way that brings us joy in some really hard times, especially given today in the recent events of the passing of that student. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to say my, my, my prayers go out to that family as well, that their child can have a safe journey back home and, and that it's a, they get to do all the things that they need to do to feel like they can send them off in a good way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we just lost our clock, so I'm going to be, uh, looking at the clock here, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just so happy that, um, you know, a thing like this should be handed down at some time, not today or tomorrow, Zoe, but someday to, to the young people to take over and to, um, we, as elders, we should be, uh, and I know your parents are like this for sure, but all of us as elders should be, uh, worried about the next generations, next seven generations and, and, uh, forging a path for, for you or the young ones mm-hmm. to walk through in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the most important things is that role modeling, right? Like being able to see someone like yourself in positions of power that we weren't allowed into previously or for eons now. Um, but I think it's really important that young people can see it modeled at all ages. You know, it's, it's not, we look to our elders, of course, always, but we also look to our older sisters. We also look to our uncles and our aunties and our parents, of course, and the person down the street who always, you know, lets you come by for dinner. So it's like, you know, just a lot of um, care in our community and to be able to speak about that um, publicly is really, is really beautiful. But um, yeah, I think I lost my train of thought a little bit, but. That, um, no, that's good because you, you fit right in with me. Ogum is on top of it, but you and me, we can be a little uh, all over the place. And I think that's part of our, uh, Really, it's part of our charm with the show because I think a lot of shows that are on, you know, are ramming you down the throat with things. And I think we're we're kind of soft and conversationalists and uh, and try and keep it keep it light, but also know how important it is. So, you know, I want to just again, Zoe, welcome you to our community, our small community of Native Roots Radio, AM 950, Civic uh, Media, and all over YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, where you can pick us up. Thank you so much for being on. And if you're listening to the show, you're a part of the resistance. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier now. Hi, I'm Kelly Tanky. And I'm Joe Kirk. Tune in 